Hello to you, hey, hey. my friends. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Before we even get into the introductions, because we also have a wonderful guest, you know, this is Hotepery with the homies. Paul had a very interesting note about a text that he received. So I think this is a wonderful way to start. Please. We elaborate. just got canceled last week. Are you trying to get me canceled again? All right. So I love cancellation. It tastes so uh, yummy. <laughs> so my, uh, you know how we all have like a toxic cousin or a toxic uncle um, that post way too much on social media and probably should get their phone taken away. I had a cousin who posted in his Instagram story, uh, ladies, don't let your DMs fool you. These niggas will fuck anything. And ever since I read that, dude, I just cannot unread it. And so the reason I bring that up is because you were saying that you've had these Bumble messages that are just like doing wonders for your self-esteem. And actually, I'm I'm really happy for you because- And I want to be very clear. It's not the Bumble messages from the matches. It's the Bumble messages from the Bumble system. Bumble okay. match, Bumble <laughs> notified that I matched with someone and they said, lucky them. And I was like, whoa. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> wow, lucky them. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's so good. So, yeah, um, um, you know, people on I'm, the internet are really horny, as I've come to find out. And so, yeah, man, these dudes will smash anything. <laughs> you want to know why I hesitate to call myself a pansexual? Why? <laughs> because I've had an ex ask me to perform sexual acts with a dog before. What? Ooh, that's no. Ooh. Um, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Please expand upon that. That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just. I well. First of all, I want to make it extremely clear. Whenever I have used the term pansexual, it has been more so to say I am for all genders. It has nothing to do with sex, and I understand. We're gonna get. I, cancel me today. Gender and sex are two different things that are used interchangeably. And in the next 100 to 200 years, we may or may not come to different conclusions about what those things are. That being said, when I say sex, yes, I am referring to chromosomes. And no, chromosomes are not limited to XX and XY. Um, that being said, sex, the blanket terms, kind of like how gender is a blanket term, under the umbrella of sex, directly below is male and female, and then under male and female exists the variances of what sexual identities uh, exist. Like that's it. So I don't necessarily feel the need to per se identify as not a bisexual because I, yeah, that's true. Intersex is a different thing. And due to the history of colonization and the erasure of variances in bodies, because people in the West wanted, and not even just the West, but people in a lot of different societies wanted to put people in boxes and make it very simple. Mm-hmm. Until there is further research done on that, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm literally just going based off of what I know. But pansexual, to me, has essentially been the knowledge of that knowing that it's more complicated, having a background in biology, and then saying, you know what? If you're hot, you're hot. 
And I like why if you're a beautiful woman, if you're a beautiful man, if you are a consenting adult, whatever. There are so many people who like I like people's identities are really like um it's personal to them and whatever they come to the conclusion of. So pansexual was really just the respect of that. That being said, I've met people who have sex with animals. Mm-hmm. And I've had arguments with the bestiality community back in the day because back when I was a really, really young teenager, I was really, <laughs> I was really, really, really passionate about PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of animals. And like, I was like, yeah, PETA, protect the animals. And one time I went online and wrote a think piece about how bestiality is literally sexual assault, rape to animals. They cannot consent. We're different species. We can't even co-create. Like, we're not, we, like, we're not, we are not of the same animal races. That's when race actually comes into significance, in my opinion, like my educated opinion. Like, I don't think that different humans really necessarily need to be of different races because we can create valuable offspring that then can create valuable offspring. Like, you can't do that with a cow. I can't have like, a cow. <laughs> and then, like, the cow cows, <laughs> no. But no, um, yeah, I was just talking to this guy and he was like, you know, your dog, like, have you ever thought about peanut butter? And I was like, what? Wait, uh, wait, 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 a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. It sounds like he's experienced in this act, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty that, sure. Yeah, he brought that up like way too nonchalantly. That's yeah. really, really disturbing. So, yes, no, animals cannot give consent, number one. Um, and I'm never one to project my own um, sexuality on other people. I know that some things are just not meant to be understood, but oof, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. So, you know, I have to ask. What am I finna ask you? He was Korean. Whoa, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Yo, I, I, like, I swear, when I die, bury me inside the Louis store because I'm, sorry to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, I. I don't I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor, but I don't want to be a doctor because that's why I left the PhD program in sex. I I know too many things. Too many things. I've been too exposed. I blame it on Tumblr. We've all been too exposed, but some more than others. You're totally the type of black girl that was on Tumblr between the years of 2010 and maybe <laughs> presently, but definitely 2010 and 2017. <laughs> If you look really hard, there's there, there you can find that I self-identified as a black Republican and was a strong Romney supporter. Yeah. But you know, like I want to make it very clear that was not an attack on the Korean community. You asked, I answered. More than just Koreans have sex with animals. And I want to make it really, really clear to people. <laughs> everybody can have sex with other animals that are not within their animal species because we're all animals, but that doesn't mean that you go and have sex with them. Like wait, wait, that wait, works. Wait. <laughs> Reiterate that statement. I just want to hear. What did you say? <laughs> just because we're all animals, homo sapiens are primates, 
And yes, our ancient ancestors did have sex with other creatures that were different than them, but it turned out to work because, hello, here we are. Some of us are part Neanderthal. Some of us are part, you know, the, 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 the I forget what they call, but it's Come the one itself. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And soon we're going to start having sex with cyborgs and we're going to just take it to the next level. It's going to be like Teen Titans. But, um, <laughs> Not in our lifetime. Like Teen Titans. Just like Teen Titans. Just like Teen Titans. You know what is really funny to me? Like, remember Cyborg and um, the little green one? Beast Boy? Beast Boy. I love that they were friends. That makes so much sense now. Anyway, that being said, I grew up in the South. And I remember listening to the radio on the, like, as a kid. And they were talking about, like, having, like, an event. And they were talking about having sex with a with a pig. I think like they were oh. like, have you ever seen? You know that episode of Black Mirror that happens more than people think. Oh it happens more than people think. That is why I'm very hesitant to call myself a pansexual because yes, I understand there are people who are like, no, that's wrong. No, pan means all, so technically it's right as yeah, well. If you're taking it literally, but I don't think that's the connotation that most people use it under. And I do think that literal definition and uh, connotation do take on different meanings when, when people are speaking colloquially. I do, you know, I do believe you that maybe it happens more often than, than we're aware, but I still think those people are on the fringe. You know, I would I say that what is language if we're not taking it literally, and I understand that's not the case. And when you're from a culture where language is molded and changed and evolved, yeah. But when we really think about the world that we live in and the fact that some people, when they learn English, they just take it literally. The real question is, who's taking it literally? You never really know until you really start asking questions you and nobody's really going to tell you straight you up. Dog and peanut butter around you, huh? <laughs> okay, so we're we're 10 minutes in. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest. She's probably mortified by now. This is very <laughs> commonly how we start out every episode. So don't feel too Welcome bad. Welcome to Hotepery. We don't have sex with animals, but we definitely talk about it. What's up? We're <laughs> Our guest is a YouTuber. She is literally a nationally like recognized model. She has that's a lot. Excuse me. I went into the store in my town and saw you on a wet and wild print um piece. So yeah, did you not do that? Or do you not do you not model for M cosmetics by Michelle (laughs) Vaughn? Like are you not are you not actually a celebrity? Like, no. what? Uh, excuse me? Excuse me? I literally watch you in videos with Soundly Awake and Miles J. You are literally a famous model in the United States of America. Hi, this is Tima Loves Lemons. Thank you. I really appreciate that intro. I forgot that I did that stuff because it was a really hard to back in 2020. So I forgot all of the campaigns and everything. So I appreciate that. That is so Aries to just live life and then forget. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just casually a famous model. Um, gotta go. <laughs> no, we're just on to the next thing. I'm, it's not even like that. It's just like we, we accomplish something and then we just move on. 
Right you ain't hear that flex right there. She said, yeah, you know, we did it. You know, we done it. And it was cool. And now we on the next thing. You know it is what it is. We All here. I do is win, 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 and then yeah. move on. <laughs> win, win, win. Win, 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 win. Win, 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 win. <laughs> they going to ask her like a month from now. Yeah, you was on Hotepery Podcast. No, nah, I don't think I was on there. Yeah. I don't even yeah, remember those people. I don't remember I that. I wanted to be here. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we are very excited to have you here, and um, we're glad that you aren't, at least to our knowledge, mortified just yet. So uh, we're gonna no, keep pushing I'm the not. envelope. <laughs> no, no, no. But for real, we're though, gonna um, push the envelope so hard, and I want people to know: at any point in time, you can start canceling me. You can go on Twitter and then in droves get all your little friends together and say, "Cancel party, hotepery." Cancel party at Black Woman Being. Just like keep saying it over and over again until I start trending. <laughs> now, see, until this podcast starts got, trending. <laughs> you know you got a lot of liberal white women following you and they be wanting to cancel things. So just go. Oh my God. Every day, every day. But you just have to push beyond it and hope that people, you know what's really funny? There's this cultural phenomenon happening. And I think this will work on fuckboys as well. So follow me here. You know, okay. This might lead us in. I think it's narcissistic as hell, but the people who do it wouldn't want to call themselves narcissists, but they want to call everybody else narcissist. Mm. Um, <clears throat> people are using shame. So they just like excommunicate people. They just be like, you can no longer be in our community. You, and they're just like, ignore you. They're just not acknowledge the stuff, which that can work. Like basically it's... um. What is it? What what is it when we like picket or uh, we uh, withdraw ourselves from a, an, an entity? We just shun them. Yeah, we just shun them. That's shun them I think away. the new way of doing things. But there's seven billion people in the world, so I, I don't. People are always going to find their place anyway. Right? People are always going to find their place. So you know, it's funny that you say that. And and Tima, I want to give you the floor here in a minute, but um. Mm-hmm. You know, currently I'm I'm visiting my grandparents in Indiana. You know, I grew up partially in Indiana. And one thing people don't realize is like the Klan was super strong in the North and Indiana was like the stronghold of the Klan for a long time. We've had more elected officials in the Klan than in any other state here in Indiana. And um, at at the height of its power, it was like 30% of adult white men were in the Klan. So I say all that to say, there's still a very large clan population here, even as liberal as Indianapolis is, even though Indiana is still mostly a red state. Mm-hmm. And people know, like, we all have the internet. We know what type of behavior and attitudes get canceled. But all that means is you drive them to the fringe and they find each other anyway. So cancellation don't even really exist. Because cancellation can literally make somebody more successful. Watch Chrissy Teigen come back stronger. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that. Chrissy Teigen about to evolve. Oh my god. She about to start threatening all the 14-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she affects children. Wait, I can't I can't say that. I'm sorry. I can't Go off, Queen. No, I just feel like adults shouldn't be fighting with children on the internet. That's just my stance on it. But I completely agree with it. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't under the thing is, that's also how some people get famous. Because like, you know, like think about it. Like you're 14, you're chilling at home. 
Chrissy Teigen goes back and forth with you on the internet for like five minutes and you get to tell your friends for the next five years that Chrissy Teigen went back and forth with you for five minutes. <laughs> he knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. And she can tell people, yeah, Chrissy Teigen told me to kill myself. Like, I'm on. Ooh. Honestly, I need to go get threatened by somebody. I think that's the She matter. definitely should not have told Courtney Snowden to kill herself, though. That no. was really so inappropriate. I I had to hit the unfollow button for that one, Chrissy. You shouldn't tell ahead. anyone that. Like Exactly. That's actually, I think that if not mistaken, like, I don't even think that she recognizes the position of power that she's in. And I'm going to say this before I continue. Women can be fuckboys too. And when we use fuckboys, oh, yeah. I, because the thing is, hear me out. Oh, that was loaded emotional. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that was, do you want the mic? Look, I have a lot of lesbian friends. I already know what's up, but go ahead. Oh my God. Shout out to the lesbian. I have a whole lesbian fuckboy story. People think that, I think that I come off very much as a straight girl because I don't talk about the relationships that I have with women because I refuse. I refuse to talk about them, but lesbians could be worse than men. Worse than men. Worse than men. It's the energy behind it. It's not like a gender thing. It's literally the energy. Like, that. Anyone can do it. So when we say fuck boys, we're talking about B-O-I and I symbolizes narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder or narcissistic tendencies. (laughs) And I don't have any experience with fuck boys, but like, I'm going to give my insight as to how I would deal with one if I were to. So... Okay, that's fair. So, like, with that being established then in, in six, you kind of already started, but how would you guys, like, define a fuckboy? Uh, um, someone that doesn't know what they want and they're not honest with their feelings and they lead a lot of people on at the same time. Like, they're just not honest about it. Hmm. Interesting. It just it just gives like a shady quality to the whole situation. Like if if you don't know what you want, voice that openly. I think everyone would respect that a lot more. You know what I mean? Okay. So what about somebody that is used to dealing with a lot of people and, you know, consequently having people as options that Mm -hmm. is very honest about how they feel, but they still treat people like options. Would you still consider that person a fuck boy or no? Maybe it just, well, honestly, I can't really blame them because they would have been honest with their feelings. I personally, like, I don't have patience for people that aren't all in for me. So I'm not going to give the attention or I'll just give the same energy. That's just how I'm. You know what? I fool with you. Thank you. Because I'm not going to go into the details of why, but I've had that conversation with people before. There's a difference between somebody who's a fuckboy and somebody who just understands their options and moves accordingly. And I do think the honesty piece is the difference. Yes. And uh, like, I would want someone to tell me if they don't, I'm going to get pissed. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Like, I don't have the patience for it. But if you tell me, I probably won't mess with you. I'll just be like, okay, like, thanks for letting me know. That's all. Like, Okay, so let me give you a scenario then. And Six, you can jump in on this one too. Do you feel like if you were to entertain somebody that, let you know ahead of time that, hey, look, I'm just having fun. It ain't that type of party. And then over time, you start to develop feelings, but they never like revisit that conversation. 
Do you think they'd be in the wrong if they feel exactly how they felt when y'all had the conversation the first time? No. Let's go. Because they already told you. The thing is, I I wouldn't let myself get to that point because I know myself. I get attached very easily. If Mm. I'm all in with someone, I'm all in. And they know that from the beginning too. Like I'm also honest and I, I let people know. Like my last relationship, I was like, if if you want to talk to other people, I'm personally not in for that. We don't have to do anything. And I, I give that option openly. And so like they also do too. So yeah, that's literally it. You know, if you know that's how fair. you are as a person, then voice that too. You know, that's fair. I yeah. ask, and this was very specific. I have kind of been accused of being a fuck boy before, but oh. I also have been very honest about how I feel. And so, yeah, I mean, there's different levels to it. Like, there's definitely some things I did when I was younger that now that I'm 25, I wouldn't do. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a whole, there's levels. There's levels. Uh, Six, what you think? Okay. I think a fuckboy is someone who has no senses and is just ultimately, like, just has no sense. Like, really, like, that's really (laughs) somebody who has no damn sense. And I think for that reason, I've been, like, really unpacking um, my little tendencies and behaviors. And um, I think all of us have the potential to be fuckboys when we're young. Yes, of course. (laughs) And you know what? I would rather a person be a fuckboy in the beginning and then, like, I... I love former fuckboys because you know what? When they really like you afterwards, they're all in it for you. Like if if they find someone that they truly like mesh with and learn from their old mistakes and the maturity happens, wow, a change. I agree. Um, I yes. agree. But He's I also a- think that there's a weird like social consequence that comes with that that a lot of people don't talk about because, you know, we always talk about the social consequences with women's sexuality and girls' sexuality because we live in a very patriarchal society and we live in a society that kind of puts a stigma on women's sexuality. But even as a guy, not on so much a societal level, but on an individual level when it comes to pursuing different relationships, I kind of have noticed certain dynamics that I don't think would be there if I didn't have the history I did. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Being like kind of treated hostile for no reason or like I always tell people like if you don't want to be here just leave but I'm not finna be in your business I'm not gonna go through your phone I'm not gonna tell you who you should or shouldn't hang out with like if you don't want to be here just go but it ain't finna be like a whole thing I don't really get like reciprocation there like I've had to like kind of coach people like all right I'm not comfortable with you being in my business like this if I tell you this is where I'm going to be and this is how long I'm going to be here, like, that's what it is. So, I yeah. don't know. There is kind of a weird social consequence that comes with it, I think. There is. And also, like, I think when you... Okay, so, like, I guess I can give some insight because I'm actually dating someone at the moment. And he's awesome, by the way. Like, he... Like, from the very beginning, like, he, he just tells me where he's at. Like, I don't even have to ask. Like, I've never been a person that cares where a person is or, like, cares what they're doing. But, like, when I when I got this sort of, like, affection and, like, this sort of honesty, it really surprised me. And, like, mm-hmm. now I know what it feels like to have that, but I didn't even ask for it. I, I literally 
don't even have that much experience in that department to begin with. But they've had a ton of experience in like in relationships and in, in like having to date people, whereas I haven't. And so I'm learning through him as well. You know what I mean? But like, I, I'm now getting used to someone telling me where they're at and what they're doing. And I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing or if people normally do stuff like this, but um, I am even open with myself doing that. And it's not to say that we're like prying in each other's like business or anything, but it's a more comfortable thing, I guess. Like, is that weird? No, that's not weird at all. I think that's trust. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what trust is supposed to be. And I think it probably reassures him in a lot of ways because, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for him, but I imagine he's probably used to people not trusting him. And yeah, it's yeah. probably been like a lot of unfounded. I don't know. People that that feel like they're going to be hurt exhibit some toxic behaviors. Yeah. And sometimes they exhibit toxic behaviors more than like the people that they think are going to hurt them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, you know what, too? It's like, um, I feel like sometimes I'm being put on like a pedestal, which I've also never had the experience of being on as well. And like, I guess I, I can't really speak on his past or anything, but I'm kind of seeing how he treats me versus probably what he's been through before. And I, I'm getting all of like the benefits, like all of the good things. And I've known him since I was 15. So he's changed a lot, obviously. You know what mm. I mean? So like, it's just all, I'm, I'm just really happy that the timing is right. Again, a person that is well experienced and like, obviously has done all of their shit in the past. I, I would rather have that than to have someone that's going through that stuff now with me. Yo, like, facts. Thank you. I, yeah. I make that argument all the time and people don't, people don't really feel me, but I feel like yeah. somebody that is well experienced mm-hmm. doesn't have anything left to prove to themselves. Yes. And they're over yeah. being immature. They're over being like, like just doing people wrong and stuff like that. And also having it done to themselves too. You know what I mean? Like karma happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you you always learn from those mistakes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I fool with you. I fool with yeah. you. I'm I'm happy for you, too. It sounds like y'all have a really healthy dynamic, and that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, six, I feel like you got some Jamaican fuckboy thoughts going on. Uh, tell me what's <laughs> on your mind. You know what's really funny? I think that that <laughs> is, like, the truth, because I did have Jamaican fuckboy thoughts. We're very responsive people. We dagger when we see booty. <laughs> no, that's that's that is a stereotype. That is a problematic stereotype. Who am nah, I to hypersexualize my own community? Do. Also, no. let's talk about your badge because that also plays a factor. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I think like right now, I would definitely say I would. I don't know that um I don't know that fuckboy is actually the right word to use. Um, because like before I was like a fuckboy has no senses. There's definitely been times where I've been like just a senseless being. Mm-hmm. Uh, the distinction is that a fuckboy doesn't really have compassion. Emphasis mm-hmm. on the I and fuckboy, they are the top priority, which still might make me a fuckboy. Um, I think that. I have been somebody who's very altruistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sacrifice myself and my well-being 
to try to serve others and love others and give to others. But when I feel like I can't give, then I feel like I have no function. And then it makes me really sad. And then I start to panic and like learning how to, um, I don't know, work through the generational curse. Maybe it's in my epigenetics, maybe it's Maybelline, but um, to feel like I don't have to be someone's, um, you know, of service to someone, perhaps being there is enough. But I think that having been in relationships with, um, here's an example of a fuckboy. I definitely think my ex was a fuckboy, but I think my ex is someone who was a fuckboy for so long that now it's just the personality. And eventually there's evolutions of fuckboys. Like earlier, before I was talking um, to you two now, Paul and I were talking about, you could probably tell the type of fuckboy you're dealing with based off of their political leanings. I definitely think that depending on how some how long someone's been a fuckboy, like if you're a fuckboy past your Saturn return, your Saturn return, basically that's seven, that's 27 mm-hmm. to about 30. Your Saturn return is supposed to be when like Saturn returns in your chart and you start having these experiences that usher you into true adulthood. Um, Neurologically speaking, like when we're getting down to the brain and how the brain functions, the average of um, brain development in like based on, and I don't know where they got these skulls from, it probably changes depending, but brain development usually stops at about the age of 25. Of course, if people want to send some emails and refute that, go ahead. But for a lot of people, brain development like reaches full maturity. It doesn't stop, but it reaches full adult maturity at 25. So what that basically means is like a puppy, like you would see a little puppy and they're just born and then it takes time for them to turn into a full adult like uh, animal. That's what happens too. Just because you were doing grown up things at 15 does not mean that you had full, um, full physical maturity yet. Once someone reaches that full physical, like I'm an adult maturity, you have a few years to wiggle it around and then you reach the Saturn return. That's your astrological, like official adulthood ushering. Then you are an adult, adult. If you are still doing fuckboy things, then you're probably doing it because you're insecure and you have issues surrounding power and control. And that's why you try to control others. Ma'am, did you just explain growing up? (laughs) (laughs) no but i i do think that's fair i also you know because you were talking about how you you live so much for others and then you hit this point where you're kind of depleted i I wonder if that's a defining characteristic of fuck boys is that they probably have been hurt before and so Mm -hmm. they turn around and find ways to cope with that through um Almost like a, a good defense is, or the best defense is a good offense. Like if if you can keep people in a certain box and mm-hmm. still get what you want out of them, then you can probably keep yourself from being hurt by them, you know? And it's so funny too. It's like, I wonder about the people who really do have feelings for someone and they're so like closed off to the point where they want to keep them like around still, but not open up or not want a commitment or something. You know what I mean? I but can't like, really still, talk about that because I've been there like, before. Oh, yeah. But like, still <laughs> them close by and it's like then when that person gets tired of it and then they leave, 
that's when you realize, oh, I really messed things up. I, I, I want them. Like, I, like that's when it's, a, it's almost like a turning point or like they would realize, okay, like my, my trauma has basically self-sabotaged this whole relationship. You know what I mean? I think the problem with like, and this is going to be completely from the perspective of, uh, as they call it, a cishet man, very <laughs> cisgendered and, and heteronormative because that's what I'm used to dealing with in my relationships. but. I think that a lot of the time, number one, the way we're socialized between young boys and young girls is different because the way a lot of girls are socialized, at least in this culture where I grew up, is they are socialized to want to eventually have a domestic life and settle down and be a wife and be a mother and all of these things that don't really capture all they could be like you can be educated you can be this you can be that but it seems like in this society being a wife has been made to seem more important than anything else right for men we don't really have that kind of um that kind of socialized upbringing i mean i guess by proxy we're expected to be a husband at some point but like if i turn 30 tomorrow and I had nobody to bring home to the holidays, I don't think people are really going to be asking me like, oh, like, what's wrong? Like, when you bringing somebody around? Whereas if you turn 30, people might start asking you that. Like, yo, what's up? Like, clock's ticking, you know? And so I don't know. I think our priorities are just different. And as a man who has dealt with women my whole life, um, and and has, you know, as much as I don't want to stunt, like has always been used to having a lot of options. I don't really see a whole bunch of social utility in getting married or, you know, settling down in an official way. And so I, I think a lot of that kind of plays into that dynamic as well. And I hate it because, yeah, we're, we're definitely put on, like, we, I guess we, like, we're just it's like time is ticking for us, you know? And like, I definitely have had that experience like with my family being like, oh, like you haven't had kids yet. You're going to be turning 30 next year. It's, you know, running out. Mm. That's such an unfair and actually probably outdated perspective too. Like as long as you're keeping your body healthy, like the only person that can really, really, really tell you is like, the universe. There are people who get they're on birth control and the birth control doesn't work. There are people who get their tubes tied and then pregnancy still happens. Like really, like and so for some people it never comes. Like really, it 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 is like a mind your business kind of situation. Um, I also, I oh okay, I I also I fixed. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Alrighty. Um, I also think that uh, kind of getting back to what you're saying, I don't even think that it's that guys don't think about having to bring people home. You know, it obviously depends on the culture and society in which somebody's living in. But I think one of two things, one, the way that the economy, we're in a recession. We are in a financial recession. Times are hard. If you're keeping your head afloat right now, give your a pat on the back because you're making it like good job like this is not this is normal in that it happens but this is a hard time 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going through a plague, which a plague, by the definition, a continuous disease that kills many people. Uh, the virus gives us disease, and that 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 makes this a plague, or at least that's what I call it to laugh past the pain. Because this really sucks. I'm a Sagittarius, and I want to be galloping around the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I also think like those things, um, those things in themselves are leading a lot of men. Um, and I'm going to focus. Yeah. Like I think men, like anybody who identifies with men, um, and even the masculine energies, I do use the term feminine and masculine Lynn. Um, I understand that we, like, there's also in-betweens beyond that and, and within that, but, um, I think that masculine energy naturally wants to conquer and to explore. Um, so does feminine energy, but the way that masculine energy and man energy has had the ability to do that is by literally getting to go and do. Now everybody just kind of has to be and kind of sit with their thoughts and sit with reality. And it's like, you know, some people, there are people who are dying of this. Like there are people who are getting it. And um, I think we've just kind of accepted this as our new normal because we have to. But I think for a lot of men, like it, like there are a lot of random surprise marriages happening, but then there's also a lot of people who it's like, they're just not making enough money. And that's a blow to the manhood too. So I think for a lot of men, what we're going to see is like probably more incels, um, and probably just more cells, both incels and cells, like just people who aren't having sex either because they can't or they are just like, you know what? It's just not worth my time to try to run around and get some tail. Let me go and focus on making money. And then once they have that money, it's going to be a new generation of fuckboys, probably it between the ages of 30 to 40. And then I think that what's probably going to happen is like once we just kind of see that happen, um, probably the same thing for women as well. Like women, like people do not sit down and realize um, women could not have bank accounts. Women could not have money. Like we're about to see everybody go ahead and be fuck boys. And then when people start getting tired and when the reality of age starts setting in, like people are either going to maybe go into the whole, I'm just going to have a community of friends and be pro-poly, whatever that looks like, or people are going to settle down. Right. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, you brought up an interesting concept about, you know, women can now have bank accounts and own land and all of that. And I think that that kind of loops back around to what I was saying about marriage. I think that there is a lot more social utility for women, even now. I mean, but especially historically. Um to seek out like a relationship and not just a relationship, but something official, something like marriage. Whereas for men, like we don't really see that. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I guess you can get married if you just love somebody that much, but that's kind of weak. Like, what am I gaining from it? You know, is that a bad way to, maybe I'm saying that. In I think, you know what though? It just could be when you, when you really find the right person and you want to do that with just them. Like, you're not, like, I feel like you might be looking at it in more of a general sense. And I think I was too before. Like, I was like, I don't really want kids. I don't really want to get married either. And then, like, now my perspective has totally shifted 
in a way. I feel like it was a lot more cold before, more than I more like more than I knew, you know. Um, and not it, it's not for everyone, but sometimes it does take like one person to make you want that. You know? Oh, for sure, for sure. And um, first of all, like I'm I'm really happy that you feel that way because that means that you have found a person that you're willing to do that for, and yeah. that's something that is something to be celebrated. But I think that at least for me, my perspective, and I'm not speaking for all straight guys here, I'm sure, but just from my perspective, it feels like wanting to do those things is wanting to do those things for a man, despite the fact that there's nothing to be gained from it. Whereas for maybe a straight woman um, in the same category, wanting to do those things isn't necessarily because of it, but it's also a bonus that you do get certain social utility that comes with that, you know? Right. Like a man doesn't really gain any security from being married. Mm-hmm. You feel me? A man doesn't really gain anything from having a child. I mean, other that's than- actually not true. It's found it's that person. Maybe I feel like everyone is, Different, maybe that that's not true because it's found that men actually end up happier in marriages than the women do. Like when women go and get married and have um, kids and so forth, it's actually to their detriment. Well, I'm not talking is. about happiness. I'm talking about social utility. That's I would say that's wrong too because I would say that in so, like it depends on the social world that you're living in. But if you are a single man in business like that actually can end up looking like a bad look for you like i would definitely say that it is to men's benefit to be in romantic relationships oh for sure a single man in business or politics or any type of high ranking you know higher on the and i wouldn't i don't want to put it too much in like a magical like the hierarchy, like, because like when we say business, I think there's like this connotation of like super businessman in suit. But I would say even within local communities, like people may want to see, hey, this person is with another person. If somebody, if someone's single and continues to be single and doesn't have like continuous relationship, then they're just seen as like a man child or an adult fuck boy forever. Right, right. Yes, but their finances aren't really, they're not gaining or losing anything. That's fair. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's really yeah. what I mean by, by, um, that's like patriarchy the right there. Way. That's page. That is patriarchy. But that's that what right I'm saying. That's how we're socialized. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. That's how we're socialized. And so, yeah, like I don't really have anything financially to gain from being married. Now I will say this, the inverse can be true if I'm marrying up. So if I'm marrying Oprah, like I have something to be gained from that. It might not be happiness. It might not be sexual satisfaction. Well, it, it will be happiness because I'm going to be richer. But or, well, <laughs> just the average somebody- man marrying the average woman, I don't necessarily think that that dynamic applies. I think it does because you're putting your finances together and you can also build businesses together in that way. I don't necessarily agree with that one because... I think that the way that a lot of men are conditioned to be a girlfriend ends up being to their financial detriment. 
But I mean, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but in my opinion, for me, I'm very fair. So like, I also chip in as much as I possibly can. But that's just on me. I'm not speaking for anyone else, but my situation. But like, I'm more of a team person. Like, I also want to work just as much. I can't just sit around all day. Even if I have kids, like, I have to figure out a way to still work and chip in best I can. I don't like sitting around. So, like, again, if two people have the same mindset, I feel like you can build together and equally as, you know, like, get the benefit. You know what I mean? And, I mean, that is what if marriage was historically. Yeah, I mean, probably not now, but I'm just saying there are people out there that do want that and that do strive for that, you know? And, like, also historically, you kind of had to, like, buy your wife, too. I mean, maybe yeah. not literally, maybe sometimes literally, honestly, but yeah, you had to be able to afford it. So, yeah, there's, there's like, a financial factor that comes into it that... Especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, it's... it's it's interesting to see how as society modernizes and, you know, even though we're not there yet, as women do gain more social power and are seen as first class citizens instead of being treated like objects, how we treat y'all now, how that dynamic will change. But right. I think in a patriarchal society where we are now, we're not there yet. I mean, like I said, if we're I'm marrying not. Oprah, <laughs> I have something to be gained from that. If I'm marrying another 25 year old that's exactly in my station but a woman i don't really have anything to be gained from that so my question to you both is it with the acknowledge like we can sit here and pretend gender doesn't exist that's not true it does exist it exists uh because it's real because there are people who there are enough people who believe in it yeah. And it it shows up in our society. And I don't think it's going anywhere because that's how people like that's how businesses market. Like it's just not like it's just not going anywhere. So right now, based off of the all the genders that people want to identify themselves as, I'm gonna stick to top three identities. How would you differentiate uh um I'm going to go with the job application gender options, but mm. and it depends on what job you apply to and where you're applying for the job because gender changes based off the societies. Would you, what would you say the difference between a female fuckboy, a male fuckboy, and a non-binary fuckboy are? Ooh. Oh, I mean, that's a good question, but I personally... Take I some stabs in the dark. I mean, I just view it all as the same. I mean, that's just me. I'm going to hate you regardless if you're having qualities. I'm not going to like you. Um, but I'm sure there are differences. I just don't, I, because I have no, no patience, I don't stick around long enough to analyze. <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm sure that you guys have more experience in that area. I just personally don't. I feel yeah. like that's some shade. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I, well, for me, I don't have experience. I've only dated literally one person. I've only been in one relationship. I can't give that insight. Gotcha, gotcha. You know gotcha. what I mean? That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got friends that are fuckboys? I definitely do. I definitely do. <gasps> All righty. You got friends that are I still can't differentiate based off of gender, like what the differences are. Well, I just feel like. How about. 
Paul and I just go first. And yeah. if you have some <laughs> ideas, we can all bounce. This is a this is a thought party. This is a this is an idea festival. You say it was a thought party. A thought. Thought. Thought party. An idea festival. Trying to get into some Jamaican daggering, but that's not that type of party. <laughs> <laughs> Jump off the furniture. Oh, I'm getting. <laughs> I'm still amused that I can. Let, anyway, back to it. All right, so I'm gonna start. We. I think it's so easy. We can all talk about the male fuck boy. The male fuck boy is nonchalant. The entire, all of them are mm, mm, actually disagree. The male fuck boy. And sometimes the non-binary fuckboy maintain themselves with a level of nonchalantness. Okay. Okay. They, the, and I think that differentiates from the female fuckboy who, and fe- female might be, like, this might be more woman than female, but the female fuckboy, and when I say female and male in these connotations, I'm talking about gender identities and not sex. Mm. Want to be real clear, but um, <laughs> so, so would you? Should you probably clarify and say like a man or a woman instead? Then because I feel like I would say that man and woman, female and male, are two different things. Well, that's what I'm saying. So male and female are more scientific, which is what sex is. Whereas man and woman are more. Yes, so- they're just yeah. operating based off of like the baseness of their feeling. Like the period happens. So the female fuckboy, I think, is more um, emotionally driven, whereas mm. the male fuckboy, like, literally is not. Like, males have been conditioned to have their emotions shut down, and it could be driven by emotions, but mm. theirs is going to be the running away from emotions. So the male fuckboy. Right. He could be having an emotional pull. So then he shuts down and disappears. And then people will go ahead and call that narcissism. Yes. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm let you finish. Oh. Did you say you resent that? No. <laughs> or run the track. <laughs> um, That's true. I think the non-binary fuckboy projects their trauma everywhere and then uses their trauma not to be able to be compassionate or considerate towards you, your feelings, and then trauma, trauma, trauma disappear. And granted, that is similar to the female and the male. I think the difference is the female fuckboy may not ever really be understood. Mm. The male fuckboy um, does not, like, they probably won't share, and then they may end up denying. And then the non-binary will explain and cloud you in their issues, and then Mm. consume you in their world, and then expect you it's actually like I think just like the male and the female can be narcissistic in this way, like the the non-binary fuckboy can also be very narcissistic because they will they'll cloud you and cloud you and cloud you with more than you can actually handle. And then eventually 
you just get lost in it and you can't, you lose your voice. Wow. The non-binary fuckboy sounds like white liberalism in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get canceled again. Oh my God. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to add? Do you have any rebuttals? What do you think? I, as I said that, I pers- I felt like I personally attacked myself. Like I was like, oh my God, ew. Yeah, like, why? <laughs> yeah. I, I will That's ask there. this. Why do you why do you categorize <laughs> nonchalance as like fuckboy behavior? Mm, because not being considered. When you start sharing your emotions, that's when you can be manipulated and abused. Mm, so that's it's an act of intimacy and vulnerability. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, like All imagine right. someone wanting you to open up, and they just are not. And, and to, to open up. <laughs> and to be fair, I don't think there's anything wrong with being closed up. I think the female fuckboy may pry too soon. The male fuck boy may never open up or there be present to hold or listen to your emotions because they know that that's the thing they should let you do. But then they never actually share that and they don't actually state their boundaries. The non-binary fuck boy will bring you into the world. They'll listen to it and then they'll make you feel obligated. Mm. Wow. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's interesting because I'm just thinking back on my own experiences and I've been in a lot of, and I'm going to use the word relationships very loosely because in all honesty, I've only really been in like two or three serious relationships that I would even consider, really like one or two, Mm -hmm. you understand? So, but I've been with a lot of people physically, we'll just say that. So, you know, I do think that, I don't know, there's levels and I think even though I have treated a lot of quote unquote relationships and dynamics with people with nonchalance, it's also been communicated ahead of time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's levels, man. There's levels. That's uh, no, I no, give that one some thought. I'm probably going to say this as far as the communication thing, here, like here, here's how that has to go. So imagine you are straight up upfront, right, about your feelings with the person, and then you continue this relationship. I do feel like, and that, and now I, I know that we brought it up in the very beginning. I do feel like when you can sense the other person's feelings growing more, and you, you are, you are fully aware of how the, or where, where the relationship is going, right? I feel like there needs to be constant communication on where, on where you guys are growing, you know, in the future, because. I feel like feelings do always change and one person might expect the other person's feelings to also change and not realize that they're still in the same spot. I do feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like even on your part, I'm sure like, like you're, you're obviously not dumb. Like you would be able to know if the other person's feelings are growing for you and, and where they are. And you might have to communicate some things again, like, Hey, you know, we are what, five months in and I still feel the same way. I feel like it's good to let them know that because time also has passed. You know what I mean? Yo, I'm not going to hold you. And Six knows this because we went to college together and we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I am very oblivious. Like, yeah, almost Mm -hmm. to it, like a fault. And a lot of guys are too. And also girls are. But I do think it is important though to like, because there are different stages. I feel like people do need to have constant communication on where their feelings are at. And so no one really gets hurt. Everyone's upfront. Everyone's blunt about it. And nothing gets messy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. No, I I will say that. Like, whenever you're dealing with people Mm -hmm. for any amount of time, communication Mm -hmm. is the most important thing because you don't know where people stand unless, you know, closed mouths don't get fed, as they say. Right. So, and and I think that works both ways. And I think that if you care, regardless of how you feel about the person as an individual, Mm -hmm. if you care about having a positive effect on people, Mm -hmm. you do want to communicate with them and see if you're doing more harm than good. I think as an adult, I understand that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely see myself, you know, a few years ago Mm -hmm. and understand why my mind wasn't there yet. And it's not about selfishness or even like contempt, but it's more so just like obliviousness. And it goes back to what Six said. Right. You can be quote unquote, an adult and not have adult thoughts yet. Oh, of course. I I mean, even me, I'm a late bloomer. So like, I'm still learning things too. And like, you know, me and Six were talking about it the other day. Like sometimes when we're dating people, we do, like we are afraid to voice our opinions or voice how we feel because we're afraid that the person's going to leave us if we are too truthful about how we feel. And like, we don't want to take that next step because we're, it's going to scare them away. So it does work on both sides. And now like we're getting to the point where we're just like, okay, no more being afraid. If they want to leave, then they leave, you know, but at least we voiced how we felt in the end. We didn't keep it. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. And see, that's, that's happened to me before where it's like, I've told somebody what's up. Right. Like ahead of time before we ever did anything or whatever, I was like, look, I'm not really looking for X, Y, and Z. And they were like, cool. I'm not looking for that either. And then we, you know, we did end up having like a, like reevaluating. Okay. And it was still like, oh, I'm not looking for anything still. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm not either. But like secretly she kind of was. Oh no. And so it affected the friendship a little bit. Right. Because resentment. There was just no honesty. And the reason there was no honesty wasn't anything malicious, but it was just like, shoot, I don't want them to leave. Yeah. Which I probably would have. I probably would have, but I mean it is what it is. Right. I think what's also really important, I went to um, Creators Week. Instagram invited a bunch of creators. They gave us a shirt and backpack. And they said, here, you did it. That's Creators Week. This is your virtual life. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to be there. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're at Creators Week. In my room. Uh, But uh, the DJs, Coco and Breezy, their twin sisters, they were playing a mix. And one of the songs they mixed uh, basically said he only fucked you over because you let him. Mm. Wow! And that <sighs> it's really hard because I think that one thing that I've um, been processing personally is you know like we hear our parents tell us you gotta have respect for yourself and in a patriarchal society being someone with a vagina that sounded really oppressive like respect. <laughs> You mean I can't go out there doing what the guys do, but sometimes the guys don't have respect for themselves. And you're just bringing people who don't have respect for themselves. Um, And I don't think that, I do think there are things that we can learn from men, but he only fucked you over because you let him has been going in my head over and over and over again, because either you let him because you just didn't trust yourself or because you have issues that still need to be worked through on your own, which that in itself is an issue. In, like that's an issue in itself. The trust is an issue. Like basically, eventually you have to get into alignment with yourself. I think um, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging, hey, 
I was attracted to toxicity. Right. Of course. I think that people need to realize, like, you know, love is it. I recently was looking at what love means and I would love to hear what y'all think love is. But the way that I think of love is love is something that builds up over time and is the combination of all the emotions. It is jealousy. Mm -hmm. It is envy. It is anger. It is sadness. It is joy. It is happiness. It is excitement. It is, it's everything. It is some, it's something that grows over a lifespan. Yeah. And I think that's also why it can get really, really addictive and very, very dark. Yeah. But I think that it's really important to understand, like, there are different, like, instead of looking at it, like, in, I, people tell me you have a very Western perspective. You have a very Western perspective. Yeah. Because I, I live in the West until somebody wants to pay for my plane ticket somewhere else, (laughs) then I'm going to have a very Western perspective and I'm going to just be a Westerner. That being said, first of all, you know, there's plenty of brown dudes on the internet calling you beautiful every day that's offering to pay for your plane ticket. (laughs) And none of them calling me. First of all, I don't get no BB, you gorgeous. I don't get none of that. I don't get none of that. None of them. None of them. Where where are the brown? I'm telling you right now, like they're following my Instagram sometimes, but my my demographic is actually a very woman space. Um, It is a very female and non-binary space. Like it's not really, like they just don't come to me. I don't have men in my DMs at all. Yeah, they're really? just not there. No, I don't. I feel like I'm ugly sometimes. Well, it's it's not even like I yeah. in my DMs because I really don't. And I'm happy that I don't. But I'm just saying, I always hear all these other girls saying, oh my God, like everyone's all in my DMs. And I'm like, I don't have that experience. It's the that never happens for me. Yeah. Yeah. No middle-aged Indian men in y'all DMs. None of them are in my DMs. Like none of them. That's um, wild. Yeah. And it's, not, it's just not happening. I think they want Russian women right now. Black women oh, are about to... Right now. Black women are about to be, black women are about, they, we already been, there are plenty of white men who are billionaires who will sit there and say astrology and black booty. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm done. (laughs) Yo, but you know, like it comes in cycles right now during the, people will say that this is not true, but studies in the West have found that people tend to gravitate to certain body types and like beauty standards depending on the economic state. So when we are in a bad economic state, people like bigger women, they like thicker women, a part of like they might. Yeah. Because it symbolizes, yes, I can afford for this woman to have food. They like women with bigger boobs because that um, can symbolize being a nurturer that they can like, get food from them as well. My worry about those guys is one, I that's not how that always works. And two, some of those guys might want somebody to play mommy and then they want those women to stay in the home and never leave the home and not be seen. Um, when times are good financially, then the, the pendulum switches and they go back towards women that are a bit more thinner. Um, mm. You know, and the guys who have the money regardless and Again, somebody can fact check this, but the guys have the money regardless. They, you know, they just keep going for what they're going for. Um, right. Anyway, I say all this to say. 
He only fucked you over because he let him. And it, like love is an amazing emotion. But if you are doing love all by yourself. Yeah. And I've been there. I've been there where I was doing love all by myself. Um, that's that's not even attractive because it's like and I hate I, I literally like have been so embarrassed by myself at times. I'm like, damn. It's desperado. What did I we say about pulling back? Yeah. You know when to pull back, okay? We talked you about got, it. Gotta learn how to pull back. Gotta learn you how got to love to. myself. Like, yes. and I understand this. I don't know who's familiar with Anna Bay. And like, you know, I, I think it's also really important. It's important for people to understand what type of society they want to live in. Do you want to live in a more so traditional society where, um, men do what men do and women do what women do? Or do you want to live in a society where things are a bit more non-binary or, you know, like it's different, it's more partnership-based? Or do you want to live in a society where you completely, like, just, there are so many ways to do a relationship that it's really important to have standards because when you have standards and you know what you want and you're unapologetic about it, you can just have it and you can be happy. Even if that means being happy on your own for a little bit. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that being happy on your own is, I don't know. It's weird. Every relationship that's, you know, relationship, relationship, not just screwing around. Every relationship that I found myself in has been on accident. Like it just so happened. I've been spending time with this person so much that I actually, you know, develop feelings for them and it's mutual. And then we're like, oh, we should do something about this. But like, I've never sought out relationships because my natural state is single and like, I'm very happy single. So anytime that I found myself in one of those deeper relationships, it has just kind of come along naturally and, and yeah, by accident, really. So I don't know. I think there's something to be said about being content. And being complete before you look for that in somebody else. Right. Yep. And one fun thing that I would also recommend, and this is something that I've been learning the hard way, you don't just, and especially for people who identify as females, you don't just go through relationship to relationship to relationship and like, not pick up any traits like uh, Billy Ray Cyrus said this once when you lay down with dogs you usually come up with some fleas and after a relationship you really should allow a breakup period so you can comb out the fleas so you don't bring the fleas into the next relationship because then you both bring fleas and like the thing is like there are people who you know I also understand it's not always that simple like you have to know yourself are you someone who you can just do it and then move on. And this is who you are. And the relationship made you like, you know, just develop your personhood. And like, it was an amicable breakup. Some people have amicable breakups. It wasn't a heavy relationship and they're fine. If that's the case, then like, that's different. But for people who like, if you need to detox for however long it takes, do that. Right. Be for the streets, girl. Be for the streets. I'm going to the streets. The streets are calling my name. This summer, the streets are calling my name. Yo, I'm about to. Let's go. I met met 
I might be in New York uh, in the fall, so you might see me at a speakeasy twerking his ass. Streets, <laughs> look. Boy, oh, man. Look, six, our junior year of college. No, sophomore, junior year. The Weeknd and Future both dropped albums. Yo, and that yo. was the soundtrack. Yo, yo. yo. Hey, look, yo. Um, I was going to make a point there. I forget what it was, but that whole uh, when you lay down with dogs line, I just got to tell you, that took on a whole different meaning after how you introduced this episode. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm never going to hear that the same way again. Right. Because I ain't never heard nobody talk about peanut butter. I need you to... <laughs> I need more... <laughs> I need more information because I feel like we didn't really spend enough time like... No, it's really sad because I think that, like, I've been so, you all know, I have the social work psych bio background to make a psychosocial background. Um, That being said, I've been, like, really, like, detoxing, like, just, I just, like, went along with life. And the thing is, I'll never unlive my experiences that being said, I think that I've been very lacking in self-awareness of how my past experiences have been brought into other relationships. That does not mean I was having sex with animals. I'm strongly against that at all. I mean, I have sex with humans, but like, you we know, know you the mean, other one. Okay. <laughs> 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 you have sex with homo sapiens. Uh, <laughs> it's, some, yeah. it's some dude out there homo somewhere. Sapiens like, I'm a heterosexual. Partial Neanderthals. Yeah, because you've been having sex with white men too. Harsh. No, I haven't had sex in a white with a white man for a while. <laughs> Yo, I'm actually talking to this white man on um, Bumble, and I'm ovulating, so this is not a good time to have sex. I'm not going to have sex with him yeah. because Street. you. Are- <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> when you're ovulating um you're more likely to have sex with people who are going to be fuckboys be for the streets so, so they, have, I'm, they need love too they probably I'm need more ch- love i'm not trying I, I i now is not the time now is not the time fuckboys um, need love that's why they're fuckboys um do you think maybe <laughs> some of the fuckboys y'all have dealt with have mommy issues absolutely yes. Yes. And yes, I mean, like, okay, I'm going to be honest too. Cause like, I obviously have the same thing. I probably should be saying on a podcast, but I have mom issues too. And like, I've seen my parents, you know, break up and have a toxic relationship and everything, but I don't know why, I guess I'm still optimistic. And the person that I'm dating went through the exact same thing at the exact same time in the exact same way. So both of us are aware. I know he was going through it and he had to process that in a different way than I did. So I just feel like guys are different. <laughs> That's fair. I think we're socialized differently. Yes. I think that. Yeah. I, I do feel like watching your parents go through that can make you act in ways that you normally wouldn't act in, you know? So the moral of the story as, as I'm interpreting it is uh, when you get a chance to be for the streets, you end up being less toxic. So connect with your inner ratchet. You feel me? No, if I, you're I out there 
You feel me? You you feel like yeah. you get a little ratchet? Yeah. Just go ahead and throw that pussy to the wall. Let's go. Let's you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, I'm in Florida and we're risking it all. You know, risking it all. But first of all, COVID ain't never stopped nothing because I know it's people out here busting down ever since the lockdown started. We live COVID, in Florida. Oh yeah, like, COVID <laughs> is a lot like a period. <laughs> Ain't stopped nothing, stop but nothing, nope. nothing but a sentence or your life. People probably out here smashing with masks on. Oh my God, can you imagine? It's, it's probably like better game. that we don't kiss because imagine the things that we could be, uh, you know, the fleas. No shame. No shame. Fleas are friends. Just, cool. you, know, I, you know what's really awkward? Uh, I'm going to be real problematic and say this. I think that expecting people to be, oh, I'm going to get canceled. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. You know, we had a, an hour and 30 minutes. We're going to stop at an hour and 30 minutes, but I'm going to say this thing to get canceled right quick. Ooh. <sighs> Wear a condom. Wear dental dams. Gloves are an option. Laurels are for periods. I'm going to go ahead and say sometimes you might want to use a tongue condom. I think those exist too. I think that a we can accept. Condom. Never heard of that. We can. Never we heard can, of that. There are so many different preventative measures that are sadly so difficult to find. Um, a that condom? Means, condom. <laughs> I would, I'm going to go ahead and say. That uh, be safe out here in these streets if you're going to go out there because the fleas exist. It's probably maybe a little more difficult to contract. And, you know, you there's no shame. Like, you could have sex with 100 people and never get an STI. And you could have sex with one person and that will do it. It's just like yeah. pregnancy. It can, yeah. it's, you know, like, that being said, while we should be compassionate and normalize the fact that people have them, we should be working towards preventing them. So I'm going to go ahead and encourage people. Um, I think that one thing for me is really, I don't know, even though I have I've the ovulation, I've been wanting to go out here and be a part of the streets and I've been wanting to be very like, Oh, in the moment with it, yeah. in the moment with it, just be like, ah, now, ah, because back in the day, that's back how you're in the, it down. Back in the day, it was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different time. Um, now, based on the, the time that I am, I'm just like, I survived. It's like the Look, BG man. song, Staying Alive. Um, I'm trying to have fun, but I I I don't I I'm already I'm already a lot of things. I I I I just Ooh, the insensitivity is people will say it's not a big deal. I remember in a class that I took, the professor said um, he was ha- hooking up with a guy and the guy was like, are you on prep? And for people who don't know, prep is what um, people can take to prevent the spread of HIV. So if you're with a partner. Shout out to the baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> If you are, uh, if you're on prep, 
Uh, it can, like, if you're having sex with someone or been exposed to HIV, because you don't have to have sex with someone to contract HIV. HIV can be spread through the blood, so you can get it by having an open cut wound. Like, it's not, it really is not that simple, and this is a no-shame thing. But the man asked the professor, uh, are you on PrEP? And the professor was like, you know, why does that matter? It shouldn't matter. And I was kind of appalled because strong disagree there. I think that the person who asked about PrEP was protecting themselves and practicing self-preservation. And that in that moment made me realize everybody views these things differently. Some people live in a world where, you know, like it doesn't matter. And like, you can just take things to make it better. And that is true. And people should be doing what they can to maintain healthy. No shame if you contract something. That being said, be safe out there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, I'm all for being inclusive. I'm pretty liberal, but uh, uh, let's let's exercise some common sense out here. Um, You know, it's like you said, you can go out and smash 100 people and never have anything happen. Or you could go out and smash one person and get pregnant. And if you're religious, then maybe you'll smash nobody and God will get you pregnant just because why not? Um, But yeah, let's let's not encourage not being safe. You know, that don't, I don't know. I I kind of have a problem with that a little bit. Be responsible, y'all. I'm going to go out and say everybody's living in a different reality bubble. And I'm not going to, I believe in love to all. We should all love to all. Um, I think that safe, sane, consensual risk of aware is um, the, the term that the, the, the communities of sex are using now. And to me personally, I think a part of sanity is realizing I would not, there was a point where I, you know, like I like did my like STD things and I, and this is what I mean by fuck boy, not having senses. I did my STD stuff and checked in and there was a point where I was like, what if I have something, you know, I I hooked up with someone that I've known since high school. Like I've known them maybe even when I was in middle school, like I've known them for so long. So there was that trust there. And I was like, you know what? I was not using protected sex. I just trusted this person, but I need to be like, if I'm going to have sex with other people, if I'm going to talk to somebody about wanting to have a family and children, I need to make sure that my body is okay uh, or that I know what I'm bringing into a situation so people can choose. There are people who will not let you choose and they will make that choice for you. And then they will look at you and say, it happens. So um, cancel me if you wish. I don't think you'll be canceled. I don't know. I, like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been in back and forth with the bestiality community. There are a lot of arguments I did not expect to have online. Jeez. People are sensitive though, too, at the same time, especially right now. And a lot of people also don't listen. They kind of just find what they want to hear on the internet. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of um, projection. Like I think a lot of people, uh, they, sometimes it's like people don't actually read things into fruition or they project their own views onto something. And, you know, I've done that too, but um, I think there's a lot of assumption and a, like we, sh- we really would be a more productive society if we approach from asking questions. Right. I can see that. 
but we don't. No, we don't. And I, I, I think that 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 I think there are far more fuckboys out there than um, we would really want to acknowledge. But I think the most powerful thing is when someone decides that they don't want to be a fuckboy anymore, then they don't have to be. And I think that naturally they're just attracted to who they want to be with. It's a beautiful thing. I'm telling y'all. It's I'm tell. It's just. It's great. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Um, it's it's babies at the house right now, and I'm being the most irresponsible kid watcher of all time. So I kind of just disappeared for like two whole minutes. What did I miss? <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Basically, we were just saying when somebody no longer wants to be a fuckboy, they're just stop. They'll just yeah. stop listening to future. And um, yeah, seriously. The, I only listen to the Molly Percocet song because it's so easy to get Percocet in Florida. Oh my God. Because Florida is the prescription drug abuse capital of the world. Florida has legal heroin. I mean, not legal heroin, but legal opioids. It's opioids. It's basically legal heroin. And then the thing is, look, <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100 with you because, Tima, I'm not from Florida originally. Um, mm-hmm. and Neither so, am I. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, like, at least spent, like, a good portion of your childhood there. You feel me? Inside. 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 That's fair. But what I'm saying is I ain't moved to Florida until I was 17 years old. You know what I'm saying? So there's just certain cultural things, like, I ain't pick up on. So, like, where I'm from, yeah, we got crackheads. But, like, those are crackheads. I never was used to the idea of quote unquote normal people taking like hard drugs until I came to Florida. And then like everybody was on drugs. Like, yo, so many people do cocaine. It's so weird. Even here too, though, in California? Come on. Yeah. Those parties have a collective drug problem. Those, all those parties that people go to, like that people tell me about, there's like always coke and stuff there. I'm just like, wow, I just. <laughs> and they be doing it like it's nothing, like it's oh, water. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is cool. First of all, I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to like, I don't want nothing going up my nose. Same. Everybody's brain is operating differently. And that's partially because there's a very normalized drug culture. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's like everybody did coke when I came down to Florida. I'm like, why my Uber driver pinky nail so long? Now I understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo. No. Yeah. Do y'all ever just get deja vu and then feel like it's time to exit the room? I mean, what you got going on? No, it's it's just wild because I think that um, one thing that my uh, my friend pointed out is okay. Well, first of all, two things. One. I, this is my fuckboy tendency. I bring up my exes because I like to credit people, like credit knowledge. I think that's like when you're an academic, like you want to credit knowledge and say where you got things from. But I'm just now realizing when you ex someone, that literally means that they should no longer exist in your world or they become something else. Right. Mm. Yeah, I I never. I totally agree. I, I understand that, but I'm just thinking about ways to process, you know, certain exes. Because the thing is, if you and I are no longer in a committed romantic relationship, 
then you can just be a friend. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm still Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. my friend agree, brought yeah. up how you can tell what drugs people are on based off of the music that is being played because drug culture <laughs> and music culture is very much intertwined. And mm-hmm. um, I also would tell people, like, as a fucker, well, okay. <laughs> no, as a, as a, as a former, I don't know that I identify as a fuck boy. I think that I was truly looking for love the whole time. Um, right now, I think I just identify as somebody who is single and, uh, trying to embrace their womanhood. And, um, but my advice to you, especially coming from Florida, be very careful what music is playing when you're around certain people. Mm. Yeah. yeah people are i think that i think that it's the world that we're living in is getting very very magical and i don't know that we fully understand what that means yet i agree i agree and with that being said i'd also like to add on um anytime a skinny white man that seems very liberal and probably wears glasses approaches you to let you know that he's a feminist run Run far, far away. No questions asked. Oh, Quickly no. As you can. <laughs> Just leave. Just I think leave. he said with like a beard, too, for some reason. I don't know why. He said with a beard, too? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If Run. you see a black man with loafers and no socks on, oh. he did a skedaddle. Oh, no. oh, he got loafers on. He probably Nigerian. He probably going to ask you for the email <laughs> information anyway. Yo, no. I'm gonna start crying. If you see, <laughs> I'm gonna have to shout out the brown men as well. A brown man, and they just start communicating to you poorly. Um, they just start. <laughs> it almost seems like they're like trying to quiz you on your knowledge. Oh, don't collect two hundred dollars. Just pass go, pass go, pass go, and run. <laughs> Lord. Oh, great. This is a great episode. I love this. I love this so much. I hope that people have learned how to identify fuckboys, their tendencies, the tendencies that they have within themselves that make them fuckboys. But usually, I think that these fuckboys, like, what's going to be bad is they're going to hear this and then take notes. Wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, but we left the East Asians out. What are the red flags if you get approached by Why would you think I know what that is? I mean, I'm just asking a question. I mean, I'm... East Asian fuckboys? Yeah. If we had time and we wanted to make time, I would go down the whole continent. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Like, because it's, first of all, Silent treatment, silent treatment and stare, silent treatment, stare, walk away. And I'm not even mad at that. I actually appreciate that because one thing I've learned about myself is sometimes I'm just ridiculous and I deserve that. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's sometimes there's just nothing to say when someone's being ridiculous and all you can do is walk away. Um... I don't think that I the Japanese guys are really nice in my experiences. Obviously, it depends on the guy. I would say that one thing that's very clear and everybody will say it, Asian Americans are different from people from Asia. They're they're different. Absolutely, like, absolutely oh, yeah, different. For sure. yeah. Um I think 
that I don't know. All the experiences that I've had with guys who are either from Japan or identify as Japanese have been fine. And they they really do ghosts though. Like you can that, the time is done. The yeah. time is done. Yeah. It's done. That's it. Like I remember I like met a guy, he and I actually lived on the same block. He was beautiful. Like he literally looked like he was a celebrity. Like I've seen this guy it, before. And he was tall. It was unrealistic. When I matched with him, I didn't think he was gonna be who he said he was. And then when I met him, he was ex- he just Looks so attractive. He we he literally by the end of the night was confessing his love for me, and then we never talked again. I never didn't felt the need to reach out to him. He didn't feel the need to reach out to me. But I think that I love him. And if we ever met again, uh, excuse me, sir, if you're listening, can you recognize me? What's up? How you doing? His white wife is probably listening right now. Like, no, honey, well, I, I feel like he's nothing. the type of guy that would be with a Japanese woman, actually. Oh, yeah, but you know, the choice is either like of the same nationality or a white person. Or like, white. that's Why the do you only think that two is? options. What's that? Why do you think that is? Man, look, we don't have enough time to go into that. <laughs> One day we're going to have to have an episode where we bring on probably a brown or East Asian man to talk about the preference towards white women. Oh, yeah, and my. See, I, I do think that wow. it's, a, it's a very specifically male It's an episode. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's a male thing because when I was in Japan, like I'm not even gonna flex. Like it was a lot of Japanese women that were all about it. You know what I'm saying? So I do think it's more of a male thing because men are the ones, as much as it's backwards, like continuing the lineage, so to speak. I think men can be very protective over quote unquote their women, but I do think women mm-hmm. can be a little bit more open-minded about who they are attracted to at least in certain i'm not gonna say everywhere but at least when i was in japan that's something that i noticed right right but if you get married you get married to another person of your nationality or you get married to a white person this makes me feel like i need to find a nice black man who will love me all right don't start watching them tyler perry movies now Yo, tell me why Tyler Perry was the movie. Like, if we, if main character syndrome exists, Tyler Perry was my like. Um, I'm lying. That's that's not true. I feel like I enjoyed Tyler Perry, but I can't really relate to Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry is very much for a Christian audience. But um, I love them bad weaves. That's actually very like Southern Black culture. Bad bad weaves. Yo. Ooh. Yeah. Yo, I think Southern Black culture and the whole Asian culture of either one of us or a white person probably has more in common. I think we need to explore that on the next episode. I am so Great. here. I will find... I, I'm going to go sniff and find. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so, yes, sir. It's, it's time to go. It's time to go. Oh, I'm going to end off on this note. Uh, fellas, go ahead and take notes on this whole episode. Uh, City Boys up in 10.